Look, have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my heart turn cold. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Don't let my Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. And one word that you hear a lot on this podcast and you hear a lot these days is value. What is valuable? Some things are more valuable to others. Some things are less valuable than others. Everything has value to something or someone. Everything on this earth has value. In the case of value, in the case of what we're talking about here, we're talking about value in terms of people to organizations. When we talk about somebody like LeBron James, let's say LeBron James is valuable for the Lakers, but LeBron, LeBron James is valuable for the NBA. He's the best player in the NBA. He's the most visible player in the NBA. He's the most recognizable player in the NBA. LeBron James has more value to the NBA than he does just for the Lakers. Then you look at somebody like Draymond Green. And I know I say his name a lot, but you look at someone like Draymond Green. Draymond Green has more value to the Warriors than he does to the NBA. Draymond Green can... Draymond Green's impact or value to the Warriors is 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 almost well. You have Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson, then you have Draymond Green. Some people argue Draymond Green is the second most important player in Golden State just for what he does for that team. Now, if he went somewhere else, his value would diminish in, immensely. However, that does not take away from the value that Draymond Green has to Golden State. Now, to the NBA. That's a different story. As as good as Draymond Green is, he can be here today and gone tomorrow. And we won't bl- we won't blink an eye. Why am I starting with this? Because yesterday, Patrick Mahomes signed the biggest contract in sports history, not just NFL. Not NBA, not MLB, not NHL, not MLS. He signed the biggest contract in sports history. Or it's an extension. But still, he signed a 10-year, $503 million extension. Why is that so significant? One, (laughs) like I just said, it's the biggest contract in sports history. Now, when I was when I when I when I first heard the news or when I saw the news, of course, like everyone else, I was I was blown away. But then I, I got to thinking about it. You know, when I when I thought when I hear the biggest contract in sports history, who do I think that would go to? I would think it would probably go to a baseball player, seeing as though baseball doesn't have a salary cap. I would think if it didn't go to baseball, it would probably go to a basketball player since they're more visible and the NBA is really is really uh, good with promoting their players instead of their teams. But when I heard, or but when I found out, it was a, I think a football player would be the last person on my mind. Seeing as how the money is handed out, how football is really strict on their salary cap, seeing as though football has a salary cap, I would not have thought that a player 
from the NFL would sign the biggest contract in sports, not just NFL, not just football, sports history. But then I got to thinking about that value word. How valuable is Patrick Mahomes? Yes, we understand that Patrick Mahomes is going into his, I believe, his third or fourth season. But what has Patrick Mahomes accomplished? I think he became the youngest Super Bowl MVP. He won a Super Bowl. He was the leader of a historic offense in the Chiefs. And when you think about Patrick Mahomes, you think about he kind of has that LeBron James factor. Now, no, I don't think he's as recognizable and as big as terms of popularity-wise as LeBron James, but LeBron James is the face of the NBA. And LeBron James has been the face of the NBA probably since 2003 when he came in, well, I'll say maybe 2009-ish, 10, because that's... Between 2003 and probably 2009, 2010, it was pretty much jockeying between him and Kobe Bryant. But LeBron James is undoubtedly the face of the NBA. Yes, you see how great Steph Curry is. He's not the face. You see how great Kevin Durant is, how he hasn't played this year. You see how great uh, Kawhi Leonard is. He doesn't talk. You see how great Giannis is. He's, he's foreign, and I'm not saying... There's no disrespect to foreign players, but he's not the face of the NBA. LeBron James is the face of the NBA. And he has been for years and years and years now. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, when we talk about talent, it's Patrick Mahomes and then it's a very far gap. Now, yes, you can say a Russell Wilson. You can say a, a Lamar Jackson. You can say if we want to go outside of the quarterback realm you can say a Aaron Donald you can say a Von Miller you can say a Saquon Barkley I don't know you can say a Odell Beckham Julio whoever you want to say it's Patrick Mahomes and then there's a very far gap between number one which is Patrick and number two who is whoever you want to say it's like people 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 when you hear the NFL these days you know, you have your Tom Brady's, you have your Aaron Rodgers, you have Lamar Jackson, who's a young, you know, he was an MVP last year. But when you look at the game of football, none of them is even close to me, to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes maybe does not run as good as Lamar Jackson, but he can run. He may not pat, he may not be as gifted a passer as Aaron Rodgers was in his prime, but he is one of the the most gifted passers we've seen. Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL. Now, yes, the NFL has the shield, and it's always going to be about the teams. But when we think about a player, the first player that will come to mind for years to come, barring a or for barring an injury, Lord willing. I mean, you know, Lord forbid an injury or. Barring just a, a, a collapse that I don't see, Patrick Mahomes will be the face, is the face of the NFL, and will be the face of the NFL for years to come. 
So then it goes back to value. Lamar Jackson, as great as he is, cannot or does not warrant a, a 10-year extend, 10-year, $503 million dollar. $503 million extension. As great as as great as Tom Brady was, you know, winning six Super Bowls, pretty much single-handedly steered the dynasty that was the Patriots. And this might be crazy to say, but even Tom Brady, as great as he was, and more than likely is the GOAT, did not or would not warrant a 10-year, $503 million extension. And you ask why? Because of value. I think with Tom Brady has a little bit to do with Bill Belichick and how Patriots more is more of a brand, even though we know how great Tom Brady was, but Patriots is more of a brand, more of a, you know, a machine of okay it's kind of it's, yeah it's more of a machine like all right we you know you know what's gonna happen i'm great this that and the third but the patriots is not is 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 more like a a machine and while tom brady has value for the patriots tom brady in his years and years of domination was never as valuable to the nfl as Patrick Mahomes is right now. And I believe Patrick Mahomes will be for the foreseeable future. You see, they didn't give Patrick Mahomes this contract just because he is a is a is a great quarterback and a talented quarterback and a quarterback that can do things that we haven't seen before and arguably just straight talent wise can if if he continues to ascend could go down as the greatest quarterback ever. They did not give him a 10 million a 10 year 503 million dollar extension just because of his talent. They gave it to him because of his value. Because of his value to the Chiefs, because of his value to the NFL, and because of his value to sports in general. When I think about sports right now, I think about when we talk about top 10, right? When we think about top 10 recognizable people. Of course you have LeBron James. You have Roger uh right uh, Roger Federer, you have, and I'm not saying this in order, I'm just saying, you have Steph Curry, you have uh, Messi, you have Ronaldo, well, Ronaldo, you might be able to throw in a Giannis, maybe, Kevin Durant, maybe, but Patrick Mahomes will be on that list 10 times out of 10, because Patrick Mahomes is electrifying, Patrick Mahomes wasn't a a number one overall pick he did yes he went to texas tech but he didn't go to a a a major school like a clemson or a texas or oklahoma or notre dame he went to texas tech the bears could have got him but they got they traded up to get mitchell jabisky what i'm saying is this one congratulations to Patrick Mahomes for <laughs> signing the biggest contract in sports history. But I want pe- I don't want people to think 
that he only got this contract because of his talent. Because if it, and don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying that to say he's not talented. I'm not saying that to say he's not one of the he he's not possibly one of the greatest talents we've ever seen. Because that, from at least right now, it looks that is it looks like that's the case. And I'm not saying that his talent doesn't garnish or doesn't doesn't attract a huge contract. But I promise you, if Patrick Mahomes was not as marketable and wasn't as valuable, not to just his team, but to the NFL, he would not get that contract. In fact, let's look at, let's, let's talk about somebody else right now. And we talk about value, right? Look at Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has been fighting for a contract. This entire offseason. Well, halfway between halfway through last season and this offseason. Value. Dak Prescott is incredibly valuable to the to the uh the Cowboys. But is he valuable to the NFL? Not as much. Does Patrick Mahomes make those big play? I mean, I'm sorry. Does does Dak Prescott make those big plays when it really counts? He's shown more times than not he can't, or he hasn't shown that he could more times than not. Patrick Mahomes has. Patrick Mahomes is, a super, I think, the youngest Super Bowl MVP ever, I believe. Again, shouts out to Patrick Mahomes for signing the richest contract in sports history. And I'll remind you again, it is 10 years, $503 million. And last thing I'm going to say about that. Is. I think that is a once in a generation contract. I don't think that there's not a player in the NFL right now. That garnish that that could even come close to thinking about getting money like that. Now, yeah, Deshaun Watson is good. And Deshaun Watson, and I think J.J. Uh, Watt, had a had a funny back and forth on Twitter when they heard the news. But don't get it twisted. As much as I love Deshaun Watson, he does not, he does not, he does not draw in a 10-year, $503 million contract. This to me is once in a lifetime. I can't see Justin Fields. That's in uh, Oklahoma. No, as in Ohio State right now. I don't think he will be. Good. I, no, I could be wrong, but I don't think he'll ever be good, good enough or valuable enough to demand that. Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he'll be that good. Joe Burrow, who just came, who we just saw have arguably the greatest college. No. no statistically the greatest college basketball i mean football season ever he won't he won't go, he won't act he think about this we've seen how great tom brady's been we've seen how great aaron, great aaron rodgers has been we've seen how great even though he is underrated we've seen how great russell wilson's been and i know of course the market fluctuates and everything but even as great as they as as those players have been 
Not once did we ever think they were worth $500 million. And if you know, and if you think I'm wrong, think about this. Wherever you were when you heard about the the Patrick Mahomes deal. Like me, I was shocked. I was like, wow, 10 years? Because at first, the first first reports were 400 plus. Then it was 470. And then I think the last report after incentives and everything was 503. And I remember thinking, and tell me, and let me know if you thought this. I was like, damn, like 10 years? Wow, 503 million? Wow, that's in, that's that is huge. That's the most money I've ever seen. That's incredible. That's a long contract, ten years, but hey, that's five hundred three million. There was so many thoughts that went through my head, and I'm sure there was so many thoughts that went through your head. But I'm almost sure. Not one time, not one time. Did I ever think Patrick Mahomes does not deserve that money? Not once. Now, I've <laughs> I've thought about 503 ways, 503 million ways I could spend that money. I've thought about all the players that are now going to ask for something crazy like that. I thought about Dak Prescott. I thought about, damn, is there anybody else that deserved that? And I don't think so. Like, I thought about a whole bunch of scenarios in my head and a whole bunch of ideas came to my head, but not one, not one time that I think Patrick Mahomes doesn't deserve that money. Not once. That is how, you know, he, that's how, you know, he's special. That's how, you know, he's different. You think you're, you know, we remember when Cam came into the league, how dynamic and 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 game changing he was. We remember when Michael Vick came into the league and how game changing and monumental he was. Hell, we remember when Aaron Rodgers came into the league. He had to play behind Brett Favre, but we remember. Tom Brady had to play behind Drew Bledsoe. Patrick Mahomes had to play behind Alex Smith. What I'm saying is, not one time did I ever think today, or yesterday, I'm sorry, that Patrick Mahomes does not deserve this money. And for the last, ever since his ascension, I guess, I believe two years ago, when they lost in the... I believe it was the AFC Championship. When they lost in the AFC Championship to the Patriots. That, I thought then, like, when I think of NFL, I think of Patrick Mahomes. And... <laughs> there's not another player. Yes, I know how great Lamar Jackson is, and he could ascend to great heights. I, 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 I believe he's going to continue to ascend. 
You know, it's like it's like the Michael Jordan effect. Whoa, whoa! I know, <laughs> I know. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. What I'm saying is like the Michael Jordan effect. Michael Jordan is bigger, was and is bigger than basketball. Michael Jordan is a global name. Now, do I think that Patrick Mahomes at this moment is a global name? I don't think so. But I do think that he has the potential to be. And I never thought that about anybody in the NFL except maybe one or two people. And that is Michael Vick, who didn't really make it to global, I don't believe. And Cam Newton. And we see kind of how that went down. Or is going down. Patrick Mahomes to me has the potential to be global. Patrick Mahomes has the potential to be popular wise. Bigger than most NBA players. And that's the NBA. Which strives on their global reach. And because of that. And because of his value. And because of how good he is. And because of his potential, which is crazy that I think this is year three for him and his potent and, and his potential, he has he hasn't even reached his potential. Because of all that. Patrick Mahomes signs. And rightfully so deserves the biggest contract in sports history. So congratulations to you, Patrick Mahomes. And and for people that forgot, as 10 years, $503 million. Shouts out to you. Let me stick with football. Change is, change is, change is hard. Right? Change is something that, especially when you've been doing something for a while, Changes is sometimes not welcome, but change sometimes and a lot of times change is needed. There are some times when change is so evident that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a second thought. There are times when change when when the climate doesn't allow or or isn't isn't receptive to change sometimes when the climate is open to change change is good again change is needed sometimes this week well it's actually been longer than a week this is this has been ongoing for people okay for people that don't know i'm a washington redskins fan i'm from the dmv I was born and raised in the DMV. I've been to multiple Washington Redskins games. I've I, I have Washington Redskins. I mean, I don't know for the people that's watching on YouTube, you see the uh, Robert Griffin the Third jersey behind me. I'm a Redskins fan. However, me being a fan, I understand, and it's hard for me sometimes to be okay with saying. The Washington with saying the name Redskins, because we know the racial implications that it has on Native Americans. We are in a climate now that kind of demands change. 
you know, we see the Black Lives Matter movement. We see players getting players and coaches getting uh getting <laughs> getting pretty much uh put their beliefs are getting put in the forefront of America. America's changing. <laughs> You see, you see, you see people getting, people are showing their true colors these days. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's obvious. And change is needed. So with all that being said, last week, FedEx, Nike, and I think, more sponsors pulled out of or yeah pulled out of the Washington pulled away from the Washington Redskins demanding that they change the name you have majority owners looking to sell to sell their stake of the in the team and because until Washington signed or Washington changes their name Like I said, it's all about change. Some change is welcome. Some change needs to be forced. One thing about change, there's something that has to prompt it. Some people wake up one day and think, you know what, I need to change. And they change. Some people are a little more stubborn to change. One thing I'll say about billionaires upon billionaires. Or or not just billionaires, people with money. One thing that will wake you up is when somebody affects said money. People have been demanding Daniel Snyder to change the name of the Washington football team for years and years now. And his his reasoning for not not changing is he's had this poll that's been in his back pocket that's saying that I believe 70% of Native Americans that he acts don't find the, the name Redskins offensive. And I always said to that, well, if there's 70% that aren't offended. There's still 30% that's offended. And that's a big, like 30% is big. Yes, I can be a Washington fan and not support the na- team name, which I don't. Yes, I'll say Redskins because that's their name, but I, I, <laughs> it would behoove me not to see change. Not to see change in that. Like Shannon Sharp said, I can't build a team and be the the Maryland the Maryland Af- no the Maryland Negroes or the 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 Maryland Caucasians. It just it just wouldn't fly. And because of the social climate that we're in right now, again, with the Black Lives Matter, with all the protests, with the stuff going on with Trump, with the stuff going on in general. And the fact that Daniel Snyder's money is getting affected when FedEx pulls out, which the the Washington Redskins play at FedEx Field. So when FedEx pulls out, that is monumental. 
when Nike pulls out and takes all of your team logo and all of your team merchandise off of its site, that's monumental. When minor minor owners look to sell stock, that is major. And because of that, now they're saying that the name more than likely will be changed. If not before the season, more than likely within a year. And of course, they've thrown around names like the Red Tails, like the the Red Wolves, like the Warriors or Red Wolverines or something. I don't care what it is, man. Again, for the people that are trying to hold on to this name. Ah, oh, it's the Redskins. Ah, the Redskins have been here for years. It's been in my family for years. Let me not remember. Let me not let. I will not let you forget. As much as I'm a Redskins fan, the Redskins were the last team in the NFL to allow African Americans. The Redskins is still a racist name. There are still people that are offended by the name Redskins. I can't I can't start a team and be the Maryland Negroes, which is pretty much the same thing as Washington Redskins just for Native Americans. So again, <laughs> change is good. Change is needed. And it's about time that change for the Washington Redskins is coming I don't know what the name would be I I personally like the Washington Warriors I I also like the Washington Red team Red Tails due to the fact that you know you won't really have to completely change everything uh yeah you'll change the logo but you want to change everything but I am happy as much as I'm a, as much as I'm a fan. I am happy that it's finally time and it looks like this time Washington will be changing his name. So change is good. <laughs> change is definitely good. Um let's move over to basketball. There's a couple things about basketball. Um so, of course, we knew that players both in the NBA and in the WNBA, there's going to be players that have that will test positive for COVID. And because of that, you're seeing places, you're seeing practice facilities like the, the Heat facility, like the Milwaukee Bucks facility. You're seeing facilities closed down. Or, or, you know, close down because, no. I think out of 137 WNBA players so far, I think seven have tested positive. And, of course, we knew this was going to happen because, I mean, you know, we knew it was going to happen. At least one or two people were going to get it. I'm saying this to say that teams... I know I, I know the WNBA is definitely starting to report to the bubble. There are teams, there are players that are starting to report to the bubble. Which means that 
it's gearing up time. You know, some people, <laughs> it's gearing up time, man. I know the season starts, I believe, the, the 30th, uh, the MW, I mean, the NBA season. I'm not 100% sure. I don't remember when the WNBA season starts, but I know that basketball starting to come back. You see the Lakers are coming back to the practice facility. You see the videos LeBron James and the Lakers are posting. You see, uh, who else? You see Portland as re- reported back. You see the Pelicans are reported back and Zion looks good. You know, basketball is coming back and I'm excited about it. You know, um, another story actually that came out was the NBA is in talks and, and kind of getting close to starting a second bubble for the teams. And I think that bubble will be in Chicago. And this is like a tournament for the teams that didn't make the bubble or the, the, the bottom of the bottom toward or the bottom teams. You know, you got golden state, you have the, the, the bulls, you have Cleveland. Those, those teams will be in that bubble playing against each other. Now, why are they doing this? I don't know. I guess they want to, they don't want those teams to feel excluded. Uh, they don't want, I, I don't know. My, here, my, my feeling to the situation is this. Those teams, yes, I understand that some circumstances were different, like Golden State's circumstance, they were injured most of the year. But some circumstances are different than others, but you guys weren't good enough to be in the bubble. Like Detroit's and and the Cleveland's and 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 Chicago's and, and Golden State's. You weren't good enough to be in the bubble, so take yeah, your all season starts now. Do do what you gotta do. So I don't not to mention we still don't have this virus under control. So I wouldn't feel comfortable in starting a bubble and going into a bubble if I, I don't know the incentives of going to a second bubble, especially when the end outcome is not a championship. I understand teams going to this original bubble because you have an opportunity to win an NBA championship, which that should be most players goals going into a season to make it and win an NBA championship. I don't understand except for wanting to play, but you can, hell, you can start a a fun family pickup game. I don't understand the incentive of going into a bubble, going away from your family, risking potentially catching something for what? Now, again, I haven't read the incentives of if you do good in this second bubble or if they're even going to do the second bubble, but I don't agree with, or I'm not going to say agree. I would be cautious in joining a second bubble or being one of those eight or nine teams in that second bubble when you're just playing to play, in my opinion. Because you're not going to win an NBA championship. <laughs> what what is this? The NIT? Like I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand the cost. I don't understand the risk of doing this. And the ultimate goal is not an NBA championship. Again, I get the first bubble or the the bubble that's in Orlando because those teams have a you know the the Lakers, the Clippers, the the. Bucks, the the Rockets, like those teams have a shot at winning a championship. Golden State, Cleveland, Detroit, 
Chicago. These teams do not. So, I, I understand, I guess, you don't want teams to feel left out. But if you don't want teams to feel left out, then they should have played better. That's just my opinion, you know. So, but even still, the NBA is still in talks and looking about or looking to start a second bubble for the lower teams. Now, again, I I don't remember on the top of my head what the incentives are or what they're even playing for, but you know that's that's what's going on. Um, I. Let's 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 move on. So we've been talking about Mikey. I forgot his last name. Uh, the kid that's pretty much been saying, or the the high school prospect that's pretty much been saying that uh, he is thinking about going to HBCU. Of course, like we just talked about, or like we talked about a little earlier, the social climate and how black how 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 being black is. Yeah. being black and supporting all things black are starting to be on front street as as terms of you know you had june th- juneteenth come in this is this year is the first year i think that juneteenth got more press and more support than the fourth of july you got you know all i see on social media is support black support black which i, I agree with you have Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and players are start, especially African American players, are starting to take notice to the fact that you we have to support each other. So when Mikey comes out and says, you know, coming to you know, we don't need the coaches, the coaches need us, the schools need us, and I've been thinking about going to HBCU for a while. I I my antennas went up as an O. Oh, because for people that don't know, I went to HBCU. I went to Voorhees College in South Carolina. It's a small HBCU, but the HBCU it still is. I played basketball for HBCU, Voorhees Tigers. I played basketball for two years. And traveling around, you know, you go to schools like uh, Benedict. You go to Allen. You go to Edward Waters. You go to Talladega. You go to these HBCUs and you and you see the culture that is HBCUs and how important they are, you know, uh, to to society or to the the college structure as a whole, you know, as a whole. And when I heard Mikey say. I've been considering going to HBCU again, my antennas went up. But the first, that was the first ball drop. The second ball drop was when McCurr Maker, the brother of Thon Maker, who plays for the Detroit Pistons, I believe, right now. McCurr Maker, who is a five-star athlete, five-star recruit, was recruited by teams like Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky and and Texas and UCLA and Oregon and all these top schools. He decides to go to HBCU, Howard University, which I believe this is the highest um, highest recruited player Howard has ever ever accepted or or who I think this is the highest recruited player that's ever accepted at HBCU. Uh 
No, let me not say that. I know this is the highest like graded player that Howard's ever got. And it's like a tidal wave, man. A tidal wave can come fast or a tidal wave can build up. But when it's coming, it's coming. And it's impossible to stop. Mikey was the first drop. And I want to shout out to McCurr Maker for 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 pretty much putting his actions where his mouth was. Now, no, he didn't come out and say, you know, we should support HBCUs, but he understands the importance of HBCUs. He understands the importance of his brand, of of his name. He understands the importance of HBCUs. And the fact that he being a five-star recruit, five-star athlete shows that's just gonna that's that's gonna that's it's like a uh it's like the dominoes when you line them up and you drop one and they all fall, that's how it's gonna be. Now no, I don't think that all players are gonna choose HBCUs. I mean, of course you still got some people that wanna go to the big names, which I which I completely agree. There's some players that's going to choose uh going to choose the G League route. And, and and I completely understand. A player knows his own route, and you go the route that you want to go. But I want to commend McCurr Maker for choosing to go to HBCU and how this is monumental, not just for college basketball, but for HBCUs in particular. Because one thing that I know is HBCUs fight tooth and nail for funding. They fight for funding for the teams. They fight for funding for classes, for for facilities, for for dorms, for housing. They fight for funding time after time after time. If you go to HBCU, I don't know how this is with uh, PWIs because I didn't go, but I know HBCUs. I don't know how many emails I get asking for for me to give back to my alumni or give back to my school and donate because they need the money. So the fact that you now drawing in kids that you sent you before wouldn't be able to. Now you might now you're probably going to start getting the funding, which means you're going to start your recruiting going to be able to go up. Now that a recruiter is going to look at, hey, McCurr Maker went and he was a five star athlete. Now, no, I understand the competition might not be as good, but that can always change with more players and more recruiting. What happens if you start getting more five-star athletes and four-star athletes and even three-star athletes? What happens if you get players to decommit from a from a major blue blood school like a Duke and then go to a, I don't know, FAMU or go to a Howard or go to a Hampton? It's like you see you see a tidal wave coming. You can either be blind and and, and think you don't see it. Or I'm not gonna say please. you can either be bel- bel- oblivious to it, or you can take it for what it is. As, as this is a tidal wave coming, and I have to move accordingly. This is a tidal wave. And again, I want to I want to say congratulations, McCurr Maker, for going to Howard or for choosing Howard, because that's that's again. It might be a popular 
choice now as far as, you know, with, with the social climate. It might be popular now, but it's still your livelihood. And it's still hard doing. And I want to shout him out for doing it. Shout him out. Shout out for all the all the kids and all the all the athletes that's gonna that's going to do this moving forward. Again, McCurran Maker doesn't understand, or he probably does understand, which is probably one reason why he did it. But this is is this is huge. This is huge, man. And I'm excited to see what's gonna happen to that with that. I'm excited to see. And on the other hand, one story that happened a couple weeks ago, I just didn't I didn't report on it or I didn't talk about it because I wanted to get more information is Imani Bates, who I believe is the number one uh, prospect going into next year or going into in two years, I believe. He chooses Michigan State University. Now the biggest the 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 story isn't him choosing Michigan State University. The story is will he play for Michigan State University? Because if it's when he is eligible, if okay, when he's eligible, when I think in about a year is when the NBA will be able to like they used to do, or like they used to be able to do, choose players directly from high school. I think right in time for Bates to be a senior, and he's already a top uh, a top ranked player now. So if he does go to Michigan State, shouts out to you, and shouts out to Michigan State. Nothing against them. Shouts out. But if he, but I think it's, I'm curious to see, will he go to Michigan State? I see one thing that you see uh, with the Bates situation and McCurr Maker is the NCAA is losing control. And when I say losing control, it's not, it's 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 not completely done. But players nowadays and players are starting to realize that they have the power it used to be i have to go to a blue bud i have to go to a uc i have to go to to college and try to make it to march so everyone's looking because if i don't i'm not going to get a high draft pick but you think that mccurr maker already being a five-star athlete you think that yeah he's not playing against some of the top ranked talent, but you think he's not going to get looks even, you know, or NBA looks. You think they're just going to forget how good he is because the talent he plays might not be up to his t- caliber. What I'm saying is the W, I mean, not W, NCAA is crumble. is their, their, their stranglehold on the minds of kids is crumbling. Kids now are coming into are bigger than the universities they're coming into. And I think that you're starting to notice that they're start they're, they're starting they're starting to pass bills allowing players to get compensated for their likelihood or their or their their name which should have been happened, but the NCAA if they don't adjust with the time, they will die. 
And when I say die, I'm not saying completely just go away or I'm not saying completely shut down. I'm saying die as they will stop getting top rank kids. Top rank kids will start going to HBCUs, which is still in the NCAA, but you know what I mean. Top rank kids will start going to to the G League. Top ranked kids will start going straight to the NBA in a few years. Top ranked kids will start going overseas. They'll, they understand that with the power of social media, with the power of their name, with the power of hoop mixtapes, with the power of word of mouth, they are bigger than universities. And you think that, do you think, any of you think that there are students and there are players that are not bigger than universities or won't, aren't, aren't you think that the bigger the universities are bigger than them? Think about Zion Williamson. I'm not saying he was bigger than Duke. But Zion was was Zion had a cult following before he even went to Duke. Now Duke put him on a different platform, but there's not one person in America that would have thought. Zion Williamson needed Duke as much as Duke needed Zion Williamson. The ties are changing. And for people that think social media isn't that big, ask Cam Newton why he continued to put videos out about him working out. Yes, I understand it has to do with COVID and everything, but ask Cam Newton why he kept putting videos on social media. Ask all these, 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 athletes and players why they're starting twitches or why most of these players are starting youtube channels because they understand the power of their voice they understand the power of their platform and they understand the power of social media and visibility the ncaa needs and i mean needs to get on track if not you're gonna lose these kids and your stranglehold on the minds of their kids or on the minds of these excuse me, on the minds of these kids and your stranglehold on their future will start to diminish. Hell, I don't think it's that strong anymore, but it's not, I'm out of college, man. <laughs> I graduated 2016, so. So again, shouts out to McCurr Maker for being such a pivotal piece in this this flood that is HBCUs and support for the HBCUs that I believe is coming. You know, kids like like a like a like a McCurr maker, like Mikey, like other top ranked players considering or even going to HBCUs. This is this is it's going to start movements, man. There's a movement that's already started. It's, it's all this like I said, it's a tidal wave, man. It's going to pick up steam. And I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Bates, Imani Bates. If he goes to Michigan State, shouts out to Michigan State, shouts out to Imani Bates, do you think? But if he there's an option, if he stays, I mean, there's, there's a good chance he does, he never plays and goes straight to the NBA. So shouts out to him, man. And before we go, one thing that has to happen is we have to give flowers where flowers are due. There are people that see things that happen and see injustices that happen and they let it go. It doesn't affect them. 
They feel it, but they don't say anything. They don't act. There's people that go with the mindset of this has nothing to do with me, so I'm not going. To, I'm not going to get involved. I mean, it has something to do with me as far as emotionally, but I'm not going to get involved. Then there's some people that risk their careers on or put their careers on the line for the betterment of a movement like Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick put his career on the line to bring to bring focus on the injustices that African-Americans have faced due to the hands of the police and brings awareness to how veterans are being treated once they come back from serving. He put his career on the line and he hasn't played since. Then, or somebody else in that category, and why we're here today, or what I'm talking about, is Maya Moore. I want to congratulate Maya Moore. Maya Moore, now I'm not saying her career is over. I'm not saying that at all. Of course, she can come back and still be as great as she was. I think she's only missed, or she only has been gone for like three years. Two or three years, I'm not 100% sure. I believe it's two or three years. But we're talking about Maya Moore. Maya Moore can go down as one of, if not the greatest women's athlete ever. One of, if not the greatest. From her dominance at UConn to her dominance when she went to Minnesota. She stepped away from the game to fight the injustices that African-Americans are facing in the court system and how time and time and time and time and time again, innocent African-Americans are being sent to jail due to their representation might not be as strong due to the fact that the court systems already have a a a already have a stigma that 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 they think that African Americans carry and a, a lot of people f- slip through the cracks and as unfortunate as it is and one of those people were Jonathan Iron Jonathan Irons and Maya Moore said let me put my career aside so I can focus on trying to help Mr. Irons get released from jail and after, I think, two or three years, this finally happened. Jonathan Irons finally walked out of jail. Maya Moore is so important to basketball. And she's more important to basketball for what she did off the court than she has done on. The fact that she has put her career aside to help fight a fight that needs to be fought is so commendable. Maya Moore was already a Hall of Famer. As in she, I mean, if she, she, of course she's not a Hall of Famer, but if she would have, were to retire, she's easily first ballot Hall of Famer. But she, from her accolades, she's already a Hall of Famer. She didn't need to do anything else. 
and she had and she maybe still has years and years and years of dominance left in her. But the fact that she put her career aside to help somebody else shows just how powerful she is. So I want to shout out Maya Moore for being an inspiration to everybody, not just African-Americans, not just women, not just athletes. She is an inspiration to everybody. And Maya Moore, I want to thank you for being an inspiration, for putting your career aside to help others. Is she going to go back to to WNBA? I don't know. But I know she doesn't have to. And her name already is monumental. And her name already is in the Mount Rushmore of basketball. Not just because of what she's done on the court, but what she's done off. And there you have it. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for being here. I want to thank everyone that supports and that continues to support. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, Tweet the episode or tweet the podcast. Instagram the podcast. Uh, the, The links are in the description below. I appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you for the support. And until next time, much love. Posted in front of the tribe, from the tribe, selling dope till the sun come down. Take a fuck, nigga, right off the map, off the map. When I hit him with this whole hundred round, young jock in the club with my clock, with my clock. You wanna play it, then this bitch going down. We ain't hesitating, bullies get the blazing. I'ma lay him down like he in a lounge. Walk him down, walk him down. Like an anaconda You go against me Then you fuck Just like a used condom I roll them up And then I smoke them Like some good guns Hey, still doing drive-bys But I wanna walk on If I can't find them You know I'm gonna stalk them Cause they tape up on the scene I have to white talk them Running from my gun But my bullets have to hold them Posted In front of the tribe Selling dope Till the sun come down Take a fuck Nigga right off the map Off the map when I hit him with this whole hundred round Young jock in the club with my clock, with my clock. You wanna play and then this bitch going down We ain't hesitating, bullies get the blazing I'ma lay him down like he in a lounge Walk him down, walk him down 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 Nigga, I was posted on the corner where the J's at Roll up in the 4 by 4 pull up at the corner Dog down and walk him down, he need the racks, bitch I been drinking, I been taking all this codeine to the face Got a lot of M's in the safe Caught a murder, then I be the case I was just about to do the race uh, Posted in front of the tribe 
Selling dope till the sun come down Take a fuck nigga right off the map, off the map. When I hit him with this whole hundred round Young jock in the club with my clock, with my clock. You wanna play it, then this bitch going down We ain't hesitating, bullies get the blazing I'ma lay him down like he in a lounge Walk him down, walk him down Walk him down, walk him down Walk him down, walk him down Walk him down, walk him down